Hello, and welcome back to Climate Talks with Ahad. Today's episode is our final one, in which we'll discuss solutions to climate change, as well as the difference between mitigation and adaptation. First, I'd like to review what we've discussed so far in this podcast. We discussed that 2019 was one of the hottest years on record, and was also the wettest year in the U.S., and this led to massive flooding along the Missouri and Mississippi rivers. And this highly extreme event was intensified by climate change, and the effect on the agricultural industry was very severe, especially in Arkansas. Now for this episode, I want to talk a little bit about solutions to climate change, and the two main strategies, mitigation versus adaptation. So let's start off with mitigation. Mitigation refers to actively avoiding and reducing greenhouse gas emissions in order to prevent further warming and climate change. Adaptation refers to changing our behavior, our ways of life, and the ways we do things in order to survive in a new climate change affected world. And so both strategies are needed in order for us to really combat climate change. However, climate scientists have noted that reducing greenhouse gas emissions is essential in order to prevent further climate change. So mitigation really is the ideal solution. However, this would this requires massive policy changes and really shifting from a fossil fuel based uh, society to a more renewable energy based society. And that's definitely easier said than done. There are a lot of challenges for that, especially in the US where it's sort of become a bipartisan issue. But we are slowly getting there. Uh, Many countries in the world have committed themselves to going green. Uh, For example, France gets a majority of its energy from nuclear energy, which is and non-polluting. Unfortunately, the U.S. is still lacking in its climate change resolve, but more and more political leaders are recognizing the threat and are making plans of action. However, mitigation is a slow process, and since we are already feeling the effects of climate change, we need short-term solutions aimed towards adapting, especially for farmers who are really facing a lot of problems because of these extreme weather events. And so there are many ways in which farmers can and are adapting to the impacts of climate change in order to make their farms more resilient. Some solutions proposed by the Union of Concerned Scientists include farmers building healthier, sort of spongier soils through planting specific types of crops and perennials that can help the soil's ability to absorb more rainfall. And that can be really helpful during dry periods where there's not a lot of rain. Another way um, that farmers can make their farms stronger and more resilient is by turning them into diverse agro ecosystems. So basically by incorporating different types of crops, trees, livestock, and perennials, um, it can make the farms more diverse. And the idea here is that the more diverse an agricultural system is, the greater its ability to adapt to climate change. Another really fascinating technological way that farmers can adapt to climate change is by using GMOs or genetically modified organisms. And so there are a lot of agrochemical companies right now that are creating these sort of genetically modified seeds that have climate change resistant characteristics. So basically they will identify a desirable trait in another organism and then they'll copy the gene and insert it into a plant to make it more resistant to some type of climate change event. Uh, For example, Monsanto is a really well-known company and one of the main companies involved in these genetically modified seeds, and they've made drought-resistant seeds, and they've also made 
insect uh, pest resistances as well. And that can help farmers adapt to droughts as well as uh, prevent farmers from having to use um, uh, environmentally damaging pesticides as well. However, even though these uh, GMOs are really a true technological marvel, they're also quite controversial. People are really concerned with the health risk, the long-term health risk of these GMOs. Although authorities have deemed them safe for human consumption, they're still resistant to these. Additionally, the GMO seeds are quite expensive, and some farmers may not be able to afford them. And also, uh, organic farmers can really suffer from cross-contamination of genetically modified seeds. And organic farmers depend on their product being non-GMO, and if cross-contamination occurs, it can be really damaging to their uh, product and they won't be able to sell their crops. However, despite these drawbacks, GMOs are still a really interesting way to make plants more adaptive to climate change events. And recently, towards the end of 2019, a, uh, some new research came out about rice, uh, more particularly the flood resistance of rice. So basically, rice is the only major food crop that can survive floods. And so scientists have been able to identify those genes and some other crops as well. And so there's, they're hopeful that they might be able to activate those flood-resistant genes in other crops to make them flood-resistant like rice. And this could be really helpful for farmers who grow other types of crops beside rice. Um, but, you know, this research is still in its beginning phases, but it'd be really interesting to see how this pans out. So GMOs are a really interesting technical solution, and there are other innovations out there that are helping to make crops and farms more resilient and adaptive to climate change. However, no solution is perfect, and each has its drawbacks, each requires some sort of sacrifice. Um, however, we do need short-term solutions, but that shouldn't stop us from remembering our main goal, which is to prevent uh, cl climate change from progressing by reducing greenhouse gas emissions. And the best way to do this is for us to switch from a fossil fuel-based economy to a sustainable, clean, renewable energy-based um, economy. And that's going to be really difficult, especially if we don't elect the right political leaders who recognize this threat and are making plans to solve it. But I am hopeful and optimistic that in the next decade, few decades, we will um, be able to make significant strides in our climate change plans. Um, just recently, and with the Democratic uh, candidates, almost all of them had some sort of major climate change plan. And it seems to be now that you have to mention climate change and have to have some sort of solution for it, which is really great. Americans are wanting to see uh, political leaders who are passionate about climate change and are wanting to solve it. So I am really hopeful that in the next few decades, we will be able to make some significant strides against climate change and hopefully achieve the goal of a zero emission society. And with that, we finish podcast episode three, um, the last of our series on climate change and floods. And I hope one main takeaway that my listeners have is that although the threats of climate change are real and they're scary and it's important to know what they are, we shouldn't lose hope. We should be optimistic and recognize the many good solutions that are coming out there. And we should all take a moment to really go outside and while practicing social distancing, of course, and remind ourselves 
of what we're fighting for and why it's important we don't stop fighting. Thank you.